Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Therapy Thoughts. This is episode two. I am Lindsay Walden. I'll be your, I think, host for a bit. But who's that guy sitting over there? Hi, my name is Randy Cash. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Randy Cash. We are ready to do some infotainment today. Infotainment. Right. Well, the whole goal of the show is to be as helpful and um, entertaining as possible in a way that you can consume, 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 can't say words, that you can consume little bits of therapy, you know, kind of tidbits, as well as some hopeful laughs along the way. Last week, we were talking sort of about the power of choice and that we're never as stuck as we think we are. Mm-hmm. And we ended with talking about self-care just a little bit. And I said we were going to have to come back this week and talk more about it. Can I ask you a question? You can. What's in the bag? Oh, my goodness. Well, this is my, um, I didn't know if we were going to try and do some video recording. Eventually, right. we will have video capabilities on Therapy Thoughts. For now, we're just doing the audio. Um, so I brought the tripod just in case. I meant the other bag. Oh, (laughs) okay. So the other bag, you know, I have always loved me some candy. Um, I've gotten better, though. I don't just eat candy all day long every day anymore. Um, These are white chocolate Reese's. Never had one. Never had one, but they're Mm -hmm. so delicious. So uh, I don't know. No, I don't want one, but thanks. You don't want one? A number of years ago, um, they came out with like white chocolate everything. And because of some health issues, I can't eat most of it. But the white chocolate Reese's, they're kind of my jam. I like them. The white chocolate, dude, it's like the freaking American cheese of <laughs> candy. Because it's not real cheese? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my white goodness. chocolate is, as it's you not, said, real, not chocolate. real chocolate. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I forget like what the components are, but I know like it, it doesn't actually have chocolate content from what I understand. It's delicious, though. Okay, more for mm. me then. I got like a family size of them, and they're in my pantry. You're welcome. If they were on sale, I mean, like, really <laughs> on clearance sale, yeah. maybe, but I don't know. <laughs> Reese's are delicious. They're one of the more perfect candy bars going, man. One of my favorites. Why they would are you mess it good. up with white chocolate? Because it's deliciousness. I got all kinds of stupid white chocolate candy bars. Just leave them alone, dude. Oh, my goodness. Like, I think now they've got, like, a white chocolate Twix, a white no. chocolate Kit Kat, a white chocolate uh, peanut M&M, uh, um, which no. I can't have half of that, but the white chocolate Reese's I can have. Why would you mess with a Kit Kat, dude? <laughs> the only thing you do to make it better is make it bigger. They do have those. I know. I oh, eat them. The big giant ones or whatever? Yeah. I kind of miss those. I liked Kit Kats. They were one oh, of my favorites. right, because they yeah. got that crunchy. The gluteniness. Yeah. yeah. The, we'll have to do an episode later on my crazy health issues. Dude, I've been all about the Milky Way fudge lately. The Milky Way the fudge. The Milky Way fudge is wonder delicious. if that's gluten-free. I'll have to check it's it out. chocolate, caramel, and fudge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a complete side note, but, you know, this time of year when they start bringing, um, you know, Halloween candy out, Uh um, so many of the Halloween candies are actually made at different, like, processing plants, so Mm -hmm. they're not all gluten-free, so I have to, like, carefully Uh, check and make sure they're not processed. It's a whole thing. But anyway, so, you know, I will say, though, sometimes having a piece of candy kind of does fall under my self-care. Not that I want to spend my days doing nothing but eating candy, but it is kind of a nice little treat to have every now and then. I eat candy, I think, every day. Every day? Pretty much. Okay, there you Kinda. go. It's, it's 
I I think it's self care. It could or be. It could be self medication. <laughs> I was going to say it could be some of both. Um, yeah, it's it's delicious and it makes me feel better. Well, there you, know? you go. It does. All right. Um, so when I say self care, I think people oftentimes they they do have questions about what I mean, and it has kind of become a, a buzzword of sorts. Um, so when I say self care, what I'm really saying is that we all need to take intentional time on a daily basis to sort of recover a little bit or to kind of mm-hmm. fill ourselves back up. So if you want to imagine that like you have an emotional bank account, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think we can all kind of relate to what it's like to have, you know, a positive balance. You get paid, you're like, "Yay, that's awesome." And then like it kind of dwindles down and it gets to like a zero balance or like it could go your checking account. Right, or it could go negative or heck, you may even hit like a bankrupt place, right? Mm-hmm. Not that we want to go there. Ooh. From an emotional perspective, we operate pretty similarly. So self-care is one of the most effective ways that I know of to replenish that cup and to sort of put some positive, you know, deposits in. And so self-care could be, I'm going to sit down and have a piece of candy. That doesn't mean I sit down and eat an entire bag of candy, right? So it's this idea of moderation in some cases. Maybe it is about, I'm going to listen to a podcast that can hopefully entertain and and educate me at the same time. Maybe I'm going to read a book. Maybe I'm going to meditate. Maybe I'm going to do some activity like exercise or something that moves my body. Maybe I'm going to do something creative. I know that we were talking last week about you doing some golfing. Mm-hmm. That could absolutely be a form of self-care. It sounds like that might have been how you used it. I used to. You haven't played in a long time. I got yeah. the neck problem, so I can't well, get sure. the, the backswing. I can't turn my shoulders without moving my head okay. now. Right. And it's just, if I'm not kicking everybody's butt, it's not fun. Oh, my goodness. Well, but, you know, that is an example, though, of self-care because it's getting you sort of disconnected from... The technological, hyper-connected mm-hmm. world we live in, it's allowing you to be in nature, which is a really great self-care mm-hmm. activity in and of itself. It is allowing you to move your body, so there's some exercise element involved. Yes. It requires some brain cognitive power that's sort mm-hmm. of a problem-solving, puzzle-solving kind of thing. There's a lot of things that go into a game of golf that could be considered self-care. The best thing about golf? What's that? You can smoke and they have a beer cart. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. That delivers. Also, yes. But, you know, I think that's another thing is that anytime we are looking at the concept of self-care, we do have to be careful that we're not letting it tip over into numbing. So let me give you an example of what I mean. Um, Let's say that, oh, hey, I want to have a a beer while I play golf. Okay, fabulous. Okay, I want to have 12 beers while I play golf. Okay, so one of those might be sort of a way to rejuvenate yourself a little bit and to kind of relax and have a good time. The other might kind of be pushing itself into the realm of numbing, right, where we're just overindulging in something. And Mm -hmm. we can do that with anything. I mean, we literally can. Think about maybe how we use Netflix or we use Mm -hmm. television. You know, we sit down and, oh, I'm going to watch a show. And then like a day and a half goes by and I've watched an entire season of a show. Mm -hmm. Not to say that you can't ever have a day to veg out and do that, but you do need to be kind of intentional about it. If you're letting yourself just sort of act without thinking it through, it's possible that you're numbing and not using it for a self-care kind of thing. Um One of the big ways that I find people these days needing a a self-care outlet is just a break from technology. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I I know we were talking um, before we started recording today just about the whole concept of how toxic it can be to be this uber connected in the world that we live in. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> did we talk about this off the air or <laughs> was, no, I'm, what I'm about to say, you just tell me if it was something I said last episode or we said off the air. I don't okay. remember about when I used to roll with the uh, PhD crowd. We said that off the air. So that you, was yeah, off the you, air? Yeah, you can okay. share it now. Yeah, I used to roll with uh, like tenured college, college, <laughs> So many Christmas, like tenured college professors, people, you know, several people had PhDs in like right. cognitive neuropsychology and anthropology sure, and sure. things like that. And, you know, we're talking 10 years ago and they mm-hmm. were warning me about psychological warfare through social media, TV yeah. and movies and that you've really got to watch how much of that you consume, you know, yeah. movies and TV with gratuitous violence and sex mm-hmm. and social media are some of the worst things that you can put into your brain because you're taking things like um, s- gratuitous sex and but like sh- s- the mass shootings and stuff like yeah. that that's going on. You're taking that then you're over, you're over indulging it. Yeah. It's too much and you're making it the norm when right. something like that should not be the norm. Something yeah. like that should be an extreme atrocity. Now it's becoming the norm and you accept yeah. these kinds of things and ugh, that's bad for your cognition, man. So those yeah. are the things the smart people told me. <laughs> yeah, it's like you hit a, a saturation point where yeah. your brain can only take in so much more of that negative before it starts to really feel like it's being like permeated by the negative. And it's not to say that you can't indulge in things, but I do think we we need more mindfulness around what are the things that we're consuming. I shared a quote not that long ago that was talking about, you know, your diet is not just the things that you eat. Speaking of candy that we were talking about earlier, it's also everything that you consume from music and the movies and the technology and the people and all of the things that make up your life. And so, you know, one of the the ways that I try and get my clients and people that sort of follow what I do um, to kind of take care of themselves is through daily self-care practices. Now, a lot of people want to go, well, how long do I need to spend on that? You know, is, the, is, is there a time limit? And I normally say if you're not doing anything from a self-care perspective, just start with five minutes. Mm-hmm. If we don't have five minutes a day to just take a little pause from our life to do something to recover a little bit, then maybe we should look at how busy we really are. Because, I mean, even if it's just driving down the road and you start thinking about three or five things that you're grateful for in your life. I mean, that right there can change your overall cognition just mm-hmm. by changing what you're focused on. But, you know, going back to the technology thing, um, there have been some studies recently done that actually show that levels of depression and anxiety can be sort of negatively impacted by as much as 30 to 40 percent by an overconsumption of media, specifically social media. I believe Facebook and Google both put out reports <laughs> that Facebook and Google are terrible for your cognition. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, you know, a little bit of something. I mean, we use social media for lots of things. I mean, if you're using it to connect with long-lost friends or people that you want to stay in contact with that you don't live near anymore or whatever it may be, I think there are good uses of it. But I think we've gotten a little bit desensitized to how negative it, right. it really can be. Like, my whole goal and the way I use it is to try and spread as much positivity as I can into that negative stream. And I know that not everybody sees what I post, but I I have to believe, or at least I hope, that there are people that are seeing those messages and maybe all they're seeing is like a negative stream of stuff. And then maybe there's a positive quote that I shared and they're like, oh, okay, like a little brain break, you know? Mm I think you had said in uh, earlier before we started that you were scrolling on right, Facebook. Right, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, how many how many I negatives went through, before? Uh, I went. I 
turned on Facebook, I just started scrolling, yeah. and I counted 18 posts that right. were me, 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 negative, nasty, something, I'm right. day drinking, and it got down to number 19 before it was, positive. It was something positive and lighthearted. Yeah, and I think that right there just goes to show that if the only you know inputs you have throughout your day is sort of a, a, a constant stream of negativity, you're going to start to feel very like oversaturated and probably feeling as though like negative is the out is the outcome, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so there are even people that are, you know, suggesting, hey, take take a break from social media. I'm not saying you have to get off of it forever. Just take a few hours and see how that feels. Go do something that's not interconnected with the, you know, technological world that we live in. Um, I even have a, a good therapist friend of mine that she'll go on what she calls like social media fasts yeah, where good. she'll like completely disconnect for, I think sometimes like weekends or, you know, weeks at a time mm-hmm. just to kind of recover the brain power a little bit. Um, the idea of self-care is just simply that it's to take some intentional time out of your day to just sort of reset a little bit. Like think of it like a big reset button. When you do some self-care, it allows everything to kind of go back to maybe a factory default setting Mm -hmm. of, of good. And then we, we can kind of choose from there what we decide to put, you know, into our lives. Yeah. I try not to post anything on line that's either promoting something or, Promoting something for somebody else. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll put something funny out there. Sure. Uh, something that I think is funny. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't go scrolling through anymore and mm-hmm. looking at what people's going on. I was driving, uh, I don't know how many people listening are familiar with what has been recently coined the professional panhandlers up there at Kings Highway and 40 area. <laughs> no, I haven't heard that. That's what they, no, I didn't come up with that. Somebody That's else That's not a Randy Cashism? No, right. it is not a Cashism. I was driving the other day, and I, you know, I see these panhandlers, yeah. the professional panhandlers. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, I was down here at the Seven Eleven by my house off Kings Highway, and uh, one of the professional panhandlers was in there buying his carton of cigarettes and mm-hmm. bunches of beer and alcohol, and paid for it by tapping his iPhone. Oh goodness! Onto the little pay thingy. Yeah. Yeah. So and that I was probably to. not a great moment for yeah. you. No, no. I, I mean, I didn't give a damn. I was like, I, whatever, dude. But yeah. I was kind of, you know, like, I'm going to post this on Facebook. Yeah, the panhandler guy and his mm-hmm. iPhone. And then I was like, nope, stop. I don't need to do that. Good Why, for you. It sounds kind of, you know, snide and condescending and, you know, negative. And I don't want that. I try every day to do better. I yeah. try to, like we were talking Last episode about making choices. Mm-hmm. I choose to try to be better every day. Yeah. I try to not be so negative. It's like we I scroll through, like it took nineteen right. thing to get something positive, and man, that's not a good percentage, right? One <laughs> yeah. out of every nineteen things you hear is po- so. Eighteen out of nineteen things you hear yeah. is negative, right? I could have been the twentieth, and I was like, yeah, I don't right. want to do that. And I good got, for you. I got enough going on, man. Well, I think that's a really great example. I mean, yeah, no, seriously, yay you, because I think it is very easy. Our brains are really good at finding the negative in a situation. So when we start to change our focus and start looking at things through a different lens, even if it's just the I'm not going to post something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to post something fake happy in response it just means that you're choosing not to continue sort of giving to that negative spiral another thing that i find um, happens a lot with the whole technology thing is this idea that we we do a lot of comparing you know um Mm -hmm. i shared another quote recently that said something to the effect of 
Comparison only does one of two things. It either makes us feel inferior or superior and neither serve a useful purpose. Agreed. I have to agree with that because if you think about it, we may be going on to Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And if you're scrolling through and you're comparing yourself to someone else's highlight reel, is that really fair to you? But yet that is part of where the higher levels of anxiety and depression come from is because people are sort of believing the truth that they're seeing rather than recognizing maybe that is just a highlight reel from someone and it's not all of the goods and bads in their day people say yeah this is my highlight reel everybody else says it's your blooper reel (laughs) (laughs) also that could be it you know um Uh right i think that you know when we when we start talking about comparing ourselves to others it's like you know you're in a journey with yourself you're on your own path you're, you're doing your own thing and you've got your own goals and dreams and aspirations mm-hmm. and whatever those things may be. So let's say that you're on step five or six of your journey and someone else is on step 50. If you start comparing where you are to where they are, well, then, yeah, you're going to feel a whole lot less than. Mm-hmm. Same is true if maybe you're on step 15 and somebody else is on step two. If you start looking back at them with the superior feeling that you're somehow better than, well, again, you're not really comparing apples to apples. Exactly. And so a lot of times comparison doesn't really serve anything other than taking our own joy away in the moment because feeling better than someone else or feeling less than someone else does not serve us. And so that's where the whole concept of, you know, trying to be mindful of how you're consuming the media that you're consuming, you know. Yeah. If you want to feel better about yourself at uh, someone else's expense, go back to the seventh grade. Right. Or, I don't know, man, start doing stand-up or something. (laughs) And don't even do that, man. Go back to seventh grade. Go back to seventh grade. I mean, because that is what it is. You know, it's that like that very almost, I don't know if it's seventh grade, it might be even younger than that. You know, just kind of this really sort of immature way of looking at the world. I think there's enough room for all of us to succeed, but we also have to be able to kind of accept people where they are. I think part of the the struggle on social media platforms is that not only is it a text-based medium, so you're you're missing a mm-hmm. lot of elements of communication that we need to have, you know, productive conversation, but you're you're also sort of um, you know, you're you're limited by you don't know what that other person's experience is and where they're coming from. Right. And there there's not a lot of empathy going back and forth. You also have the anonymity to hide behind the screen in front of you. People are a lot more likely to say things when they feel like they've got that protection of, you know, space mm-hmm. or distance or a screen or whatever than they would be to say those things in person. And so when I have clients or even just friends that get really wrapped up in what's going on like on social media and they get like all incensed about it we have to kind of you know take a step back and sort of take a deep breath and so that's where the whole concept of self-care becomes even more important because what are you doing to recharge those batteries the world wants to take enough stuff from us so what are we going to do as individuals to kind of hit those reset buttons you got to have something in life to look forward to i say that all the time and i agree you and all the few people that I talk to on a regular basis. <laughs> right. How do you like comedy? It's like, I love comedy, man. It's great. You know, my job mm-hmm. stinks. I hate it. And I have something to look forward to. Yeah. You know, all the time. And it, it there you go. It, it really does a lot for, you know, your state of mind. Having a, a hobby or something. You yeah. Know? Like I play solitaire every morning when I wake up and I have a cup of coffee, a couple, few, several who I'm lying to. <laughs> cups of coffee but I like sure. play solitaire because 
it, it kind of helps my brain wake up a bit and it's yeah i don't play it like a game like to to win i look at it more as like a puzzle because if i don't win then you can hit the back button i'm mm-hmm. like okay where'd i go wrong how can i do this oh, there and you fix go. It and to make it to make it work you know yeah. is a problem solving mm-hmm. exercise also and it really helps me wake up in the morning and i hope that it help, it's helping you know keeping my brain active enough to yeah keep me my brain somewhat active but i can only do it for so long i just mm-hmm. you know i don't know man 10 minutes tops you know, and and that cups would of coffee and then I got to tap out. So I would argue that could be kind of like maybe part of your morning routine. It is you absolutely know? part of my routine. When we talk about self care, sometimes it's helpful to imagine it starting with a morning or a night routine. Maybe you wake up in the morning and you have a cup of coffee and you think about some things you're grateful for, or looking forward to. Maybe you play a game on your phone. Like you said, you didn't sit there for an hour and a half and play a game on your phone. You just did it for about five or ten minutes, enough Mm -hmm. to kind of get your brain juices flowing. And then you go on about your day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sort of a a good way to start. So if people are, um, you know, hearing this and they're like, wow, I really would like to maybe start some self-care in my day. It really can start that simple. You know, just having a few minutes in the morning or the evening. My mom and my grandma used to play solitaire when I was a kid mm-hmm. with a real deck of cards, you know, and we'd oh, yeah. sit around and play, and it was awesome, and I loved it, and, and it, it it kind of reminds me of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, no, it's fun, and it does yeah. have that, that connection. That of, nostalgic it, that connection. It, that makes me feel better, makes me happy, Absolutely. you know, because I have that uh, connection with, you know, totally. my mom and my grandma from yeah. being a kid, you know, so that, that's helpful to me. To yeah. Me. And, you know, if, if people out there listening, you know, if you listen long, you're going to hear me talk about self-care a lot because I will say that in the last probably five or six years, I, I went through a lot of life transitions and got to some places in my own mental cognitive states where I didn't want to do a whole lot. I just mm-hmm. kind of wanted to lay around and feel sorry for myself. And self-care and the use of certain self-care techniques really did help me pull myself out of that very dark place. And so the fact that, you know, I've been able to see the effects in my own life. And that's another thing. I'm a really big believer in if I'm going to ask somebody else to do something, well, I better have done it myself or at least have an idea of what that's like to implement. So you'll probably hear me talk a lot about that. So there might be times where I'm beating a dead horse, but because I really want the best for everyone. Like I... I truly think that we all have the ability to live our best life and that we really aren't as stuck as we think we are. Mm-hmm. But getting to that place of believing it takes a little bit of work and effort. And so maybe through the the course of this podcast and our discussions and some of the other elements that I put out there, we can get some people to live their best life. That's my goal. It's the only way to live, man. I mean, mm-hmm. trust me. Trust me. <laughs> I've been low and I've had my yeah. dark times and I hit bottom and it was bad. Sure. And awake, I have to say this all the time, I wake up every day happy to be alive. And regardless if I have to roll out of bed and go to a job that I don't really care for, yeah, I'm very grateful that I have that job. I'm very exactly. good at what I do. And um, there are people that appreciate that I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very grateful to have it. Sure. So, I mean, I try to look at the positive of it, but... Yeah. Being grateful doesn't mean that you can't recognize there are elements that you might like to be different, but it's about what do you choose to focus on? You know, Mm -hmm. do you choose to focus on, you know, the things that aren't working or that aren't serving you well? Or do you choose to focus on the elements that are? And, Mm -hmm. you know, we may have to do a whole episode on just some different versions of self-care because gratitude is something that I am like hugely uh, a proponent of and would love to talk more about the practice of gratitude Mm -hmm. and ways to implement, you know, just that sort of a practice into your life. But that is for another day. Randy Cash, I think we have to wrap up episode two here. Where can people follow and find you? On Instagram at 
or cash comedy. That's right. at or cash comedy. Oh my goodness! Um, so you can find him there. You can find me all over Facebook. Uh, my public page is at Lindsay Walden Consulting. My uh, my profile that I do a lot of public stuff on is at Lindsay Walden Therapy. You can find me on Instagram Walden underscore Lindsay, and then you can always find me on my website. It's lindsaywalden.com. I have a weekly blog that comes out. It's where you can find current and past episodes of Therapy Thoughts, the podcast, as well as information about um, any upcoming workshops or things I've got going on. So thank you all so much for listening to episode two of Therapy Thoughts. We will be back next week with episode three. Thanks, everybody.